Sarah here. This month on the podcast, we are talking about burnout, self-care, and compassion fatigue. And we have a freebie that goes with a few of our episodes this month. And it is 15 days of self-care ideas. If you'd like a copy, go to slphappyhour.com slash newsletter or visit the link in our show notes. Now onto the show. Welcome to the SLP Happy Hour Podcast. We are the podcast that discusses real-life SLP topics with a dash of happy hour thrown in. This episode will discuss burnout, why it's not your fault, and dig into the research about burnout, and what research says about how to battle it. Spoiler alert, burnout is not your fault. We'll dig into that a little bit more coming up on the show. That's right. And we'll share some research also on why we get burned out and what research says should be done about it and that it has to do more with your employer than it has to do with you, which is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm Sari. And I'm Sarah. And this is the SLP Happy Hour Podcast. We are both passionate about combating perfectionism and helping SLPs create stronger and healthier relationships with their work worlds. So... Let's make it happen. First up, some housekeeping. We wanted to ask you to take the time to subscribe to this show and write us a review so we can bring more shows to you just like this one. Subscribing lets podcast players know that our podcast is being listened to and helps others find the show when they search for a new podcast. Ratings and reviews help like-minded SLPs find our podcast and figure out if it would be a good fit for them. If you haven't already, please hit pause right now and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. It makes a huge difference for us, and we read and appreciate every single review. We'll meet you on the other side. And there isn't much that makes us happier besides reading those podcast reviews than an easy, (laughs) no-prep lesson. Absolutely. And so if you've got one of your own you want to share, you can use the hashtag SLP lazy lesson. But today I'm going to chat about an easy lesson I use for my middle schoolers. So this is Mystery Doug. So you can sign up for Mystery Doug online and it's basically a weekly science lesson. So he'll start with a question from a kid that says like, why is the ocean so salty? And then he'll answer the question. So I've found that these videos, you can do a paid membership, but I just get the one where, you know, I give my email address and then I get one video per week. It's really good for comprehension, identifying the main idea, answering WH questions about the topic, And the kids learn, you know, an interesting science type topic. So that's my easy lesson for you, Mystery Doug Online. That sounds great. What what, uh, age group is that recommended for? I would say probably third grade and up I would use Mystery Doug for. I love it. I love it. Okay, well, uh, next segment we are going to dive into a heavy topic. We're going to talk about burnout. Um... Sarah, why don't you go ahead and get us started? Okay. Um, 
So there are three main signs of burnout, and I'm going to talk about burnout first and define it just because I've had quite a few SLPs uh, contact me and say, hey, I didn't know that I'd had burnout until I listened to your podcast or saw something that you posted on social media. So I think that a lot of SLPs, uh, as SLPs, we think that we've never had burnout just because we don't quite know about it or we assume that it's something that's like super severe where you can't do your job anymore. So mm-hmm. here we go. Um, There are three main signs of burnout. So the first is physical and emotional exhaustion. The second is cynicism and detachment. And the third is feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. So I'll go through each. And I have struggled with burnout in my career. So I wanted to kind of personalize those three things and talk about how I experience them as an SLP. And maybe you'll relate to it. Maybe um, you'll realize, you know, you've, you've known another SLP who's gone through burnout. So my burnout was when I worked for the school district. So I did have stomach aches. I thought at the time I might have an ulcer. There were some times I had trouble sleeping. I had really intense imposter syndrome where I just felt like I was faking it. Uh, I was lethargic, feeling tired, and um, I didn't feel a real connection with my work like I used to. And you know, I didn't know until I was completely out of burnout that that's even what I had been experiencing. Mm -hmm. So um, on the physical and emotional exhaustion piece, that's the first um, piece of burnout. So felt tired, no matter how much rest I've gotten, it felt like it wasn't enough. Even if I got a good night's sleep, I didn't feel like I had enough energy. So, but not just physical exhaustion, but also emotional exhaustion. So when people came to me with an emotional need, an emotional problem, I felt detached and I had trouble listening to it and relating to it. So I felt like my cup of other people's challenges and emotions was full or hearing about them, but you know, it was overflowing. It was just too much. So this is a really common feeling in helping professions. So other things people might feel is chronic fatigue, trouble sleeping, physical symptoms like the stomach aches I talked about, muscle pain is common, gastrointestinal pain, back and neck pain are some of the most common effects. And that's based on the research of Peterson et al. 2008. So the second piece is cynicism and detachment. Honestly, when I was burned out, I didn't feel stressed at all. I felt really like I was kind of touching my work with a 10-foot pole. We talked about this on episode 21 with Jesse Andrix. For Jesse and me, people would know we seemed so relaxed, but we weren't. It wasn't just us being chill. It was a difficulty connecting with our work. So it was a feeling of disconnection, and it looked like we were really relaxed. So the third symptom is feelings of ineffectiveness or lack of accomplishment. So am I making a difference? Does what I do even matter? Things might feel really hopeless in your job. You might be irritable or you may have difficulty with motivation. I think that that gives us a really clear picture of what burnout is. And I also want to point out that anyone can experience burnout. It doesn't matter if this is your first year or your 30th year. And while we do acknowledge that burnout isn't just SLPs, of course we are an SLP podcast, and I do have to say that in general, I feel like SLP personalities, and probably also educator personalities, tend to be the type that is at risk for burnout. And here's the thing, I've found that burnout often blames the victim, and people say things like, you know, in order to get burnout, you 
will be a perfectionist, a high achiever. You'll really, really want to help sometimes at the cost of your own emotional health. And I think that those are traits that most SLPs have and traits you kind of need to have because grad school is so competitive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I remember in my grad school program when we talked about burnout, I did have a class where we, we dipped into that a little bit. And I remember the professor referencing Annie Sullivan who, as uh, you'll remember, is the teacher of Helen Keller, who helped her learn to communicate. And what we know about Annie Sullivan or Ann Sullivan was that she spent, she lived her life with Helen Keller, helping her communicate. She lived there. Her work was her life. We don't, she didn't really do a whole lot outside of that. That was her purpose. And my professor, I actually remember saying the phrase Ann Sullivan syndrome, um, to kind of warn us not to do that and to make sure that we weren't making our work our life because we could very easily go through burnout if we did that. And don't get me wrong, oh my goodness, do I love the story of Annie Sullivan and her dedication and determination, but this was kind of a wake-up call for me to also think about it from this other perspective that this was her life and she probably... Um, pro I don't know, maybe she probably did experience burnout at some point that had to be tough. Right, because she was never off the clock, mm -hmm. right? And so when we talk about burnout, I know that when I went through it, I had a lot of feelings. Why can't I handle this? Why can't I self-care my way out of burnout? And so that's what we're talking about today because we can up our self-care game. You know, that can help us in general, but it doesn't cure burnout. So our topic today is why burnout is not your fault. A quick thank you to our sponsors who allow the funding to keep our podcast mics running and allow us to get this show for free to you. Please support our advertisers by visiting the links we mention. It helps us to be able to continue this work here at SLP Happy Hour Studio. SLP Now is one of our sponsors. SLP Now provides you with the materials for your pediatric caseload at the click of a button with monthly memberships. What if you could do all your lesson planning in just 10 minutes a week? SLP Now helps you plan epic sessions, learn new strategies, and help your students succeed. SLP Now knows what it's like to feel overwhelmed by all the paperwork and lesson planning and what it feels like when you just can't get ahead. Let SLP Now do your lesson planning for you with a huge resource library of print and go materials. From their dashboard, you can also plan sessions, enter therapy data, and generate billing notes with their HIPAA compliant system. Visit our special URL, www.slpnow.com happy to get started. Again, visit www.slpnow.com happy for your special free trial to get started streamlining your lesson planning. SLP Happy Hour is also sponsored by the Informed SLP. As speech-language pathologists, we depend upon good research to serve our clients well. We strive to use evidence-based practice. But how much time do we really have to search for new evidence? Reading research articles is time-consuming. Let the informed SLP save you time by finding the research for you. They search all of the top speech-language pathology journals each month, looking for the articles that are highly relevant to your daily practice. 
They provide you with plain language summaries of the most clinically applicable research. It's how smart SLPs do EBP. Join now at the informedslp.com slash SLP happy hour and enter the code SLP happy hour at checkout for 50% off of your first three months. Regular price after that. Cancel at any time. Again, that's www.theinformedslp.com slash SLP happy hour. So I'm sharing research from a branch of the National Institutes of Health on personal factors in burnout, like you and me, versus organizational factors, the setting where you work, your workload, your level of support. And we will link to that research article in the show notes. And of note, the study did focus on mental health care providers, but as we know, burnout isn't just a problem for SLPs. Um, and there's not a lot of research about SLPs and burnout. So let's lean into the research that has been done in related professions and learn what we can. I am really interested to hear what you found, Sarah. I'm so glad that we are talking about this today. Yeah, so I thought this article was fascinating. So a lot of research that has been done, um, for example, in mental health professions, there's not a huge uh, relation between caseload size and burnout. So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. And, but, you know, there isn't enough research on burnout in really any profession for us to feel like we've got it figured out Mm. and we've got a good handle on it. So we're still learning. So... What the study discussed is that organizational climate, so again, that's your boss, what it's like to be at work, um, is a factor, but your personality is not a factor. Huh. Well, I find that very interesting. Right, because all the things we talk about is like, oh, you must be a perfectionist or you need to do self-care, right? Mm -hmm. So here are a list of eight Um, organizational climate factors. So they would look at the actual work setting and the setup of your work setting that did relate to burnout. As far as, um, like, and this isn't just like the setting of your room. It's like like the infrastructure of your administration, how problems are handled, how um, IEPs are organized, the whole like processes and policies. Right, right. So these, this is zooming out to the administration level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first factor in burnout, do you have independence over how you spend your day, how you deliver services, some say in how you do paperwork? So the first factor is how much independence do you have? If you don't have much, you're definitely at risk of burnout. Yeah. Number two, is your team healthy? Do they support one another? Is it generally a positive working environment? Because we know that, you know, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch, right? (laughs) If you have someone on your team who is, you know, passive aggressive or aggressive or dysfunctional, that will also absolutely influence uh, how likely you are to have burnout. Mm -hmm. Number three, is your boss listening to you and supportive of your work? So we know that administrators can get burned out just like we can, Uh, but if whoever your boss is in whatever setting you're at, if they're either burned out and totally checked out or if they're over-involved and micromanaging you, you are at a higher risk for burnout. Number four and five both have to do with how much work 
we're doing. So number four is high levels of what they call overload. Do you feel overloaded at work? Is there too much to do than you can realistically get done in a day? And I would say, you know, I've worked in lots of settings and that would describe all of them, uh, having high levels of overload. So that's number four. Number five is their role conflict, meaning you have different things that you need to do. So one example would be paperwork and then seeing your clients or students. And do those roles have an inherent conflict within them? So you can't seem to do both. You seem to have to choose even though you're expected to do both. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that you're unable to finish necessary tasks because you have these two roles that are conflicted? Mm -hmm. So I think with SLPs, again, that's very common. Mm -hmm. Number six is their limited opportunity for growth and advancement. And as SLPs, there absolutely is. You know, <laughs> there's not really a ladder that we can um, go up. So if you feel like your job is it, that, again, is a risk for burnout. Number seven, is there a high level of cooperation and can you get help from administrators and coworkers when your workload is too much or is everyone else overloaded and burned out too? So that just means if you say, hey, I ha have progress reports right now. I can't do those screenings. Uh, can someone else step in and help you with the progress reports, etc.? And I would say in general, at least in the schools, everyone has too much to do. So it's hard to ask for help because there's no one to help always. <laughs> um, number eight, leadership effectiveness. So specifically, this article talked about transformational leadership, which has four main components. And if someone is using transformational leadership, which I'll explain in a second, um, then it's less likely people working under them will have burnout. So number one is idealized influence. Is there a pride in your team? Is your boss ethical? Is there mutual trust and respect? Number two, are there high expectations and a clear vision for the future? Number three, does that person, like your boss or administrator, foster creativity, new thinking, is open to new ideas? And number four, do your leaders or bosses have interactions with you one-on-one -on -one that foster your development? I love all of these. I think these are so huge. And I just wanted to add in that I think, because um, we have a lot of students uh, and first-year SLPs that listen, and if you are in the process of applying for a job, I think to protect yourself, because that CF year is very tough, look for red flags with some of these things. Talk to people who currently work there. Find out if there's been a high turnover rate, because there's a lot of, this is a lot of information. And if you see red flags that could indicate there's problems in these areas, you, you probably don't want to work in this setting. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, you know, early career clinicians and students, in this study, age was the only personal characteristic. So again, mm -hmm. it wasn't how good is your self-care or how many bubble baths do you take or how much of a perfectionist <laughs> are you? That had absolutely nothing to do with burnout. So age was the only personal characteristic related to burnout. However, um, what we have to realize is that Younger people do have more burnout, and why? That's probably because older folks who've experienced burnout have left the profession. Not all of them, but a good chunk of them. So older people mm -hmm. who are still in helping professions for whatever reasons are going to have less burnout experience, and that's why they're still around. Sure. So really quickly, I wanted to go through 
What do we need to have less SLP burnout? So first of all, we need more say in our workload, more autonomy and independence. Uh, teams need more education on how to run a healthy and cooperative team. And team members who are dragging teams down need to be laid off if they don't improve with an employee assistance plan. So again, one dysfunctional team member can really bring down an entire team. And also, as SLPs, we need to acknowledge how much that dysfunctional team can impact our happiness mm -hmm. and our job satisfaction. 100%. We also need advocacy at the national level, mm -hmm. national mm -hmm. organizations, <laughs> and state level, so state SLP organizations, to work on work overload. And again, that term means we're over overloaded, there's too much to do, but also the competing demands piece where there are demands on us like paperwork versus client time that are in direct competition of each other so that we can't truly do both and we definitely can't do both well. Okay. Next, there need to be more opportunities for growth and advancement for SLPs since we know that that's related to burnout. We also need a high level of cooperation in our work environments. Um, if we're in a work environment where everyone is overloaded and burned out and no one can really help us, uh, that will really impact our day-to-day. -day. We also need effective leaders, especially leaders who use that transformational leadership model that I talked about because we know they have workers who are less burned out. So let's educate our leaders, our administrators in graduate programs, in continuing education in services, and as a part of contract companies who are going to, you know, educate administrators on how to keep staff high in turnover areas. So overall, here's my summary. Let's stop blaming the victim. Mm -hmm. Let's stop saying burnout is the SLP's fault. That's absolutely not research-based. You know the breakup line where you say, it's not you, it's me. So that's what we've been saying, right? I just can't hack this. I'm getting too stressed. It's not you, job. It's me. I'm too overwhelmed. I can't keep up with the workload. But in this case, we know if we need to kiss a job goodbye, it is the job. And that is research-based. I hope that that gives some of our listeners the validation that they needed and some comfort to know that what they're going through isn't their fault. Right. We want to, when we're going through burnout... Spend less time questioning ourselves, like, why can't I manage this? Why can't I figure this out? Oftentimes, we don't know we're going through burnout until we're on the other side. So when I went through burnout and I was trying to decide, should I stay or should I go? We sort of developed a two-pronged plan. And one was what I was going to do for self-care factors that I could focus on, just so I felt like I had some measure of control over my life. Um, <laughs> although they didn't make a big difference. And then the second was, what would I need? in that job in order to feel successful and do that job well. So then I met with my work site uh, and talked about that and they weren't able to make those changes. So I switched jobs and settings and really that was the number one thing I did to get out of burnout and it helped a lot. I do think seeing a counselor or at least someone with an outside perspective and implementing some sort of plan, what you're gonna do and then what you need from your job and then asking for what you need is a good route to take if you're dealing with burnout or if you're just plain considering a job change. So only you know when it's time to leave your job. But if you are working on making your job more manageable, keep in mind that it's probably not your own self-care that's the issue, but 
the health of your workplace. Right. And we talk a lot about ways to problem solve some things in, in a constructive way. But also, if, if you have a poor work organization environment, if you have unsupporting administration, if you have a team that is just uncooperative, there this is a battle that will be even more stressful for you to try and take on. And I think that's important to reflect on with some of this and, and get away from that self-blame and, and trying to, because we do talk a lot about problem solving, but there are some battles that aren't worth the fight. It's going to be more productive for you to just change, make it, make a job change. Yeah. So I think that's excellent advice. And there you have it. That's what we've got for this episode of SLP Happy Hour. We hope you learned something new. We certainly did um, from our discussion about why burnout's not your fault and some suggestions for battling burnout at the organizational level. By not only working for change at the state and national level, but also that change starts with us. Let's create a culture in our own lives where it's okay to talk about burnout, where burnout isn't a personal failing, and where we can suggest changes at an organizational level to battle burnout in the helping professions or openly talk about changing jobs. Mm -hmm. If you learned something new from this episode, please share it with a friend. Whether that friend is a counselor, a school psychologist, a special educator, an SLP, a teacher, a doctor, burnout doesn't just impact us. So let's spread this message of burnout and change far and wide. And if you like what we have to say, you can sign up for updates and freebies from us at slphappyhour.com slash newsletter. And of course, our website, slphappyhour.com or on social media as slphappyhour. And if you want to join our awesome SLP Happy Hour community, you can find us on Facebook. We have a group called SLP Happy Hour Crew. Go ahead and request to join, answer the questions, and we will let you in. We'd love to have you. We hope this episode was a little slice of an SLP happy hour for you. We enjoyed recording it. We've learned a lot and we've got a lot of work to do ourselves on this topic, both personally and also as a podcast. So we want to keep these discussions coming. Until next time, this has been SLP Happy Hour. <laughs>